Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. Also want to welcome everybody to week two of our series called Theology of Generosity. What we're doing is simply talking about generosity and how it creates a beautiful opportunity when we become generous and when we act in generous ways. It creates a beautiful opportunity for us to live a great life. I want to ask that you help me welcome to the stage missionary Andrew Evan. Will you do that, please? Andrew is with MANA Worldwide, and we're going to talk about MANA in just a little bit, an amazing organization that is really making a significant difference around the world. Many of you know Andrew if you have been on a trip to Guatemala or Panama in the past. Andrew was a part of those teams, and you've always been a wonderful host. So I want to thank you for treating my people well and giving us a great opportunity to really impact hearts. Here's a picture of Andrew's family. He uh, has been married to his wife, Angie, for 18 years now. They have three kids, Dylan, Diego, and Reese. And they are here today as well. So if you see them wandering around, be sure to say hi to them. And will you help me welcome his family as well? Can you do that? So, Andrew, you serve with MANA in Central and South America specifically. Here's another fun fact about Andrew. He grew up as a missionary kid in Chile. And so Spanish is like your thing. And we're going to get the chance to hear that a little bit later. Now Andrew helps start churches, orphanages, feeding centers, and clinics in different places around the world. So welcome to Valley Point Church. Welcome to our new home. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's beautiful, and thanks for the opportunity to share and see so many familiar faces, meet new faces, many new faces. This place is amazingly beautiful, and I've been looking forward to sharing what God is doing with you for some time now. So thanks for the opportunity, Pastor. So talk to us about manna worldwide and... Just give us a picture, a scope of some of the things that you and your organization are doing. Well, thanks. Uh, I I love MANA, and I love MANA because of our mission. And our mission is to rescue children from the grip of poverty. And the way that we do that is by meeting a physical need to be able to introduce Christ and meet a spiritual need. So we pair that with uh, church planting, with feeding centers, with nutrition, uh, with medical clinics, with schools, with orphanages, uh, meeting the needs of the most vulnerable and some of the most impoverished communities in the world to be able to share the love of Christ with them as well. We believe that if we'll reach children, we can reach families, and if we can reach families, we'll reach an entire community for Jesus Christ. So it's, it's reaching out with the love of Christ in a strategic way, as Jesus did. As he encountered people uh, that were hungry uh, during his earthly time here, he fed them. Uh, If they were sick, he healed them. And he did these things to be able to introduce their greatest need, which was their need of him as a savior and forgiveness of their sins. And so uh, that's what I love about manna. It's something so uh, simple, but has the power of the Holy Spirit behind it to be able to transform people's lives. That's right. We have a video that describes manna's work. So let's watch this together. You are here. You are a friend. You are a parent, son, daughter. You are here. You're a friend. 
You are parent, son, daughter. You are human. And this is what you need to survive. Now, try to imagine you don't have one of these things, or all of these things. For the daughter that goes to sleep hungry at night, or the son who is forced to drink dirty water every day, it's reality. A reality where poor nutrition causes nearly half the deaths in children under five. But here's the thing, it doesn't have to be this way. You live in a time where it's easier than ever to help break the cycle of poverty that's holding children captive every day all over the world. We're MANA Worldwide, and by partnering with us, you can be the change in a child's life. And here's how it works. We work together to bring relief for the most urgent needs such as nutrition and medical care. Then we aim to make a long-term impact and empower these communities by providing education and starting churches. Your support tells these children that they don't have to live in fear of being without. Only then can we truly break the cycle of poverty by providing hope, hope for a future, and hope for an eternity. So we invite you to join us in what we've been doing since 2001 and ask you to give to a cause greater than ourselves and give confidently, knowing that on average, 90 cents of every dollar goes straight to the field. And don't just give, go. We lead over 100 trips every year to your projects so you can build a relationship with the children you support. Anyone can change the life of a child. So what are you waiting for? Change one life. Change a family. Change a community. City. Country. Change the world. It all begins with one. It all begins with you. MANA Worldwide. Rescuing children from the grip of poverty. I think that video speaks so well of your mission, and we're in a series right now thinking about our theology of generosity, and our theme today is that generosity is something that refreshes others, and you have certainly seen this with Manna's work around the world, and there's something amazing about when we are generous that it lifts people, it refreshes People, Our big idea today, and I'd encourage you to take out your talk notes and write some things down today. Our big idea is that generosity creates opportunities to share love at a deep point of personal need while selflessly serving others. So this is what generosity does. It just creates opportunities to share love at a deep point of personal need while selflessly serving others. And I have observed you doing this personally. And so I want to thank you for your work, not just with Valley Point, but with what you're doing around the world to selflessly serve other people. And the other part of that is so many people from Valley Point are also doing that. And you've had the chance to interact with Valley Pointers on some of our trips Can you just speak to how you see Valley Point with our generosity refreshing others? So encourage us as a church, please. (laughs) Absolutely. Isn't this amazing, Eric, that we get to do this together? Uh, You mentioned my part in it, but my part is just simply uh, allowing uh, God to bring people together and be a connector of people uh, to the mission field and to real needs of people, both physical and spiritual. And I just want to say thank you uh, to, to you and your leadership, your great heart for missions and helping others and sharing the gospel. 
but, and that's reflected um, in your community here, your church community, your church family here. So many of you have poured into uh, to, to lives and, and not just for a, a token moment or an act of, uh, of kindness, but really uh, in a sustainable way poured into the lives of children. And that's been reflected in their lives, in the lives of their families, in the lives of community. And Valley Point has been, has been all over the world uh, and many of those places with manna and built countless playgrounds. If you've been at Valley Point any length of time, you know the, uh, the, the fame in a good sense, it's all for the glory of God, that, that you have. You have some talented builders and a team, and it's amazing. You can go on one of these trips um, as unskilled as I am, uh, as uh, very lack of, of carpentry skills, and your team is able to use you in a way to do that, not only to, to build something, to leave an indelible imprint in communities where these children have uh, little to no recreational opportunities, and it's as if you would have built them a Disneyland theme park uh, out, of, out of wood there. That's what Valley Point has done. But beyond that, through the medical um, campaigns and efforts and clinics, through serving the children food, through opportunity of going and, and sharing with these families in intimate moments, uh, opportunities to share the gospel, why we're here, why these aliens from the United States who look so different speak another language. What is it that motivates us to come? And so many of you have done that. Others who have not had the opportunity or been unable to go have prayed and given so that others could go and helped with these projects. So I can't say thank you enough uh, to the Valley Point family. And I feel like I'm a part of your family. And uh, over the years, it's been amazing to see what God has done through Valley Point Church, not in the, only in this community. Maybe you're new to Valley Point and you're just understanding the impact that Valley Point has around the world. So thank you for that. Mm, yeah. This is a great discussion because I think sometimes you wonder when you give, if, mm-hmm. say you can't go on one of these trips, but perhaps you support someone or support the greater mission or you're involved in a special type of offering and you wonder, you know, what, what's the real impact mm-hmm. of something like that? And you're here today to say everything that's given, it, it refreshes people. And, and I know we have a video mm-hmm of San Lucas, some work there. And I want to show this video because in the video it displays the playground that we built there. And so everybody will get the chance to see one of the playgrounds that our team built and what's happening in San Lucas. So let's watch this. Hi everyone, we're in San Lucas, Guatemala at the Mana Church Plant and Feeding Center. We just want to take a few seconds of your day to show you the progress and to say thank you for all the kids and the community that you're reaching here through Mana.
It's a great looking playground, isn't it? <laughs> and next to the playground, church. Yes. Uh, talk about that connection. That, that's what's so great. Uh, you saw the, the progress of the church building. In that church building, there's a daily feeding program that's going on. There's over uh, 165 children that are daily being fed physically. Um, and we have opportunity, many people from Valley Point have been to serve those meals, to sit down with a child um, and to, to get to know them. And many people find that, uh, um, that they are refreshed because they go thinking, well, how am I going to connect? I don't speak Spanish. I'm really not even that much of a kid person. But when you go, you find that sitting down over a meal, serving food, which is so basic, but smiles, hugs, playing with children, those are universal ways to connect uh, the love of Christ. And inside that church, that feeding center happens every day. You saw um, some photos of, uh, in the video there of our great team. Uh, we have several, uh, we have Brennan Marie Jose Doyle, who are our missionary family that partner with us there. And then we also have a local pastor, PJ Hernandez, and his wife, Morgan, who are leading that, uh, that church. And so God raises up leaders, mm -hmm. um, and God provides these children not only a plate of food, but uh, a playground through Valley Point and a church home to really um, allow them to be discipled and grow in Christ. Mm -hmm. You have a, a unique story about someone there at San Lucas. So tell us about her. Well, um, the, talking about uh, playgrounds and buildings and feeding, those are so important. Those are the tools that God uh, allows us to use to make a, a deeper uh, impact in the lives of people. And let me, let me share with you that, that, as you know, Pastor, but people may not know here, the connection between this project in San Lucas, Guatemala, and Valley Point runs deep. Um, as it started uh, with just 20 or 30 kids in a house uh, a few hundred yards from that beautiful forested area that you saw in the video there um, several years ago in a little yellow house. And God began to allow us to, to do that with the help of Valley Point, Valley Point teams to come and, and reach out with the gospel through the medical teams, through building, and, and just loving on kids. And so we've seen so many uh, children and young people turn to Christ um, who literally living on the razor's edge of poverty with little to no hope. Um, and one of uh, the, the really unique and, and more dramatic uh, instances to give you an understanding of what um, something as small or seemingly insignificant as uh, providing meals for a child could do is the story of Marisol. And uh, this is a lady, I think we have a picture here. This is the day that I met her. She has two little girls, Ashley and Gabriella. And uh, Ashley and Gabriella came, and they showed up as new kids one day at the feeding center where we had one of our groups there. And uh, these girls were, were hungry. You could see telltale signs of severe malnutrition, especially in Gabriella, the little girl there. You can see some of the light coloration in her hair, losing a little bit of some, some spots in her hair there. And uh, so I sat down with them, and uh, the, the, one, some of the volunteers have said that mom had brought them, had let them in the door, and kind of had vanished, had disappeared. Um, and I started to hear some other rumors that their mom was really in a, in a bad place, never met them, no one there at the church or the feeding center had met them. And so I, I, I asked the girls if, if it'd be okay if we could walk with the, with the team uh, over to their house. We'd like to, to meet their mom and find out about her, see if we could um, have some needs to, that maybe we could pray with her about. And so... Um, God, uh, so we, the kids led us down to uh, this little sheet metal door that you saw here in the picture. And as soon as that door opened, we met uh, Marisol. And uh, you could just see a dark, deep 
uh, depression all over her face, but not just over her face, but you know, when somebody's really at the end of the rope, just their entire body just seems like they have nothing left. And uh, come to find out that uh, Marisol's in a, in a dark place. She hadn't had work uh, in several months, was down to their last little bit of food the night before. And in her um, kind of depressed state of mind, she uh, had thoughts of cooking that last meal, uh, poisoning the food, her and her two, who, her, excuse me, get a little choked up here. Uh, her and her two, her two girls would have their last meal and they would just fade away into the night. Uh, but she said, I couldn't bring myself to do that. And, and I had heard that there was a place that loved kids, that fed kids and through some other moms. So I got up the next morning, asked around and found the Mana Feeding Center. And I couldn't bring myself to do this to my girls, but I was just going to go ahead and, and end my own life. And so that's what I did. I dropped them off there knowing that there would be some loving people to at least care for them. And I said, well, I'm so glad that you brought your kids there, and I'm so glad we have the opportunity to meet you. I don't, I, I don't know all of where you're at. We've heard your story, and um, just know that there, there is a light, and that light is Jesus Christ. And uh, we may not have the answers to um, what you're facing or be able to, to wave a magic wand over your situation, but if you will open up your heart and give your life to Christ and let him in, he'll begin to raise you out of that deep and dark pit. After all, each one of us in one sense or another, whether through circumstances of life, but especially spiritually, we're all in a pit. And the only uh, way to be rescued is to, to reach out our arms to Jesus Christ and to accept um, the forgiveness and healing that he can bring. And we were able to talk to my soul for, the, for over the next 30 minutes or so. And you begin to see a little bit of the, 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 the light uh, come into her eyes and begin to see the burden lifted. And we were able to pray with her and to hear her um, in, the, in her in in her words, be able to open her heart up to, to God and to uh, allow Him to begin to lift her out of that pit that she was in, and she gave her life to Christ on that day, and things began to to change for her slowly but surely. We were able to uh, bring her into the church and give her support family there, and allow her to uh, find a job within a matter of days and to um, to get in a better place, and that's all because of. Uh, feeding program, the investment in church, and churches like Valley Point doing that. Uh, we talk about what God is doing all over the world through MANA and 40-something countries and about 170 of these projects, but it boils down to Marisol, to her daughters, Ashley and Gabriella, who are in real desperate need, and we have the opportunity, and we get to do this. Uh, we've been positioned in, in our day and age in a country like the United States to make an impact around the globe. Uh, in a matter of hours, to be able to fly there physically, to be able to share the love of Christ, and to be able to be generous in doing that. And then in turn, as we refresh others with the gospel, we are refreshed as well. Thank you for sharing that story. It points to how refreshing generosity can actually be, and that, that's a powerful story. And I'm glad you shared it because I want people to know that when you are generous, there's a tie to that impact and how it refreshes others. And this is a firsthand story because Valley Point's been very active That's in right. San Lucas. So thanks, thanks for sharing that. Proverbs 11.25, this is, it's a great verse that says the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And so there's a sense where when we do this, we also get refreshed in the process. Another version says it this way, whoever brings blessing 
will be enriched. And that word blessing comes from a Hebrew word that has the idea of generosity or the giving of a gift. And so whoever brings a blessing, whoever brings generosity, whoever brings a gift will also receive a blessing, will also be refreshed. Can you just talk to that a little bit? Because I think often we think about going on these types of trips and we're helping people and we're giving and building and certainly all of that happens and there's an element of refreshing that Mm -hmm. takes place with all of that. But you get to see firsthand the people that go Mm -hmm. when we go, how refreshed we get in the process of serving others. So just talk to that. It's one of the greatest joys that I have in fulfilling the role as a missionary is being able to see that how the light bulb, the aha moments come on and you begin to see your life in a totally different way. Maybe you've heard people come back from a trip and you've heard over and over again, you need to go on a missions trip or you need to be involved in missions because it's a life-changing experience. And maybe that just sort of goes in one ear and out the other because we hear it so many times, but it may be starting to become cliche because there's truth in that as well. Mm -hmm. As you have the opportunity to lift up the eye... if we lift our eyes off of our own needs and begin to focus on the needs of others. And that just doesn't happen in Guatemala, but in your community all around and all of the efforts here that you're a part of and loving those in your community, uh, you begin to experience what true happiness is. You know, we're all taught, and those of you who are parents are continue to teach your children and generation after generation, it continues to teaching our children that things don't buy happiness, material things don't equal happiness. We all know these things in our mind. Uh, but then we tend to spend the rest of our lives working and trying to build wealth for ourselves or accumulate possessions thinking uh, or living as if that statement uh, isn't, isn't true. Um, one of my favorite uh, verses in scripture is Isaiah 58.10 that says, If you will pour yourself out for the hungry mm-hmm. and satisfy the desires of the afflicted, it says your, your light will shine in the darkness. Mm-hmm. When I think about light, I think about the gospel. When we pour ourselves out, and so many from Valley Point have gone, and you pour yourself out, you think, well, that's giving of yourself. How are you going to receive? Well, we have to be poured out first in recognizing the needs of others before we begin to be filled back. We begin to be refreshed. The, the gospel, the light of Jesus Christ goes out. And if you're a believer, there's no greater refreshing feeling than knowing that you've been a part in sharing that life-changing right. message of the gospel. But then it says, it follows up that verse that says, your light will be, uh, your gloom will be as a noonday. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it just feels good. We are refreshed. That gloom, that, that dark cloud that's over our lives, I don't know what you may be going through. Maybe you're uh, in, a, in a place in your life where you're focused on the needs that you have. And in a real dark place, maybe like Marisol, and just being able to have that, Uh, that gloom lifted by serving the needs of other people, nothing will make you happier than serving other people. It just brightens your day and it feels great. Mm. Manna has a work in Haiti. And in 2019, we're planning on taking a group to a city called Leogon. And there is a small little church there that's making a big difference in a city that is known as the voodoo capital of Haiti. So talk to us a little bit about the value of that church and the work in Haiti and how we're going to get to interact with that. Well, Pastor, I'm so glad that Valley Point's going to Haiti and investing in this community. 
Uh, Haiti is one of the poorest countries in the world, but it's also one of the darkest countries spiritually. This area of Laogon is full of voodoo temples. I think we have a picture of it. You see where people are turning to uh, rituals and animal sacrifices and uh, spirit worship, um, really out of desperation, trying to find meaning to life, to find hope out of their circumstances. And this is a really not only impoverished area, but spiritually oppressed area. And uh, darkness truly has a stronghold there. But there is a church that is shining a bright light. And these believers will be so challenging to you if you go on this trip. You'll be refreshed by their stories and their commitment, their sacrifice, what it means to live for Christ um, in a a country that offers so little um, in desperate poverty. They can still have the joy of Christ in their life. And that will change your life. It'll refresh you. And uh, they do so much with so little. And your dollar can go so much further in a place like Haiti. I think we, I don't, maybe it's already been shown that the picture of the church building, this is where they are currently uh, meeting. Uh, Many of us would say, well, uh, you know, my my animals in my backyard or my dogs, you know, have a, have a, a better pen or whatever that may be. But these folks joyfully meet there throughout the week and every Sunday to worship the same God we were worshiping here today, to sing songs of praise, to hear the word preached. Um, And wouldn't it be great, uh, Pastor, to be able to give them a a bigger place where they would not uh, maybe wonder, is the next storm going to take our church building with it? Um, uh, You know, give them an opportunity to have more of a foothold in the community with a building. So, yeah. So here we sit in a beautiful place, and God has been so good to us as a church, and we're going to get the chance to go to Haiti in 2019 and help that little church build a real home as well, and I think that's going to be uh, just a special project for us. I think we have a picture of the people inside of the church worshiping Mm -hmm. as well. Can you show that? Maybe. Maybe not. We lost the picture. All right. Well, it's a, it's a beautiful picture. We'll have that ready next hour. So if you want to stick around, you can do that. It's just a, a beautiful picture of how happy they are and the joy that fills their heart and how we're going to get to impact them as well. So, Andrew, you know, it wouldn't be fair if, if we didn't talk about this a little bit. When you're not in Central and South America, your home is in Texas and you live in proximity to Dallas. You're, you're in Fort Worth. So, Uh, It would be a missed opportunity if I didn't welcome you to the city of the Super Bowl champion, (laughs) Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, back on task here. Here we go. Here we go. No no comment needed. That's okay. All right, two takeaways as as we wrap this up. Here's the first takeaway. And I just want to encourage you to think about choosing to let your generosity refresh others. And there's very simple things that you can do every day with who you are and what you have. Last week, Gus talked to us about how God owns everything. And so it's all his. He gave it to us and expects us to hold what we have with open hands and to, free, and to share freely. And so let's choose to let generosity refresh others. I'm going to talk to you about our special offering and how we have a very simple and practical way to do that right now, to let our generosity begin to refresh others in some pretty simple ways. And I'll give you more details about that in just a moment. Here's the second takeaway. And that is, I will pray about going to Haiti in 2019. We're going to be putting that trip together. You'll be hearing more about that in the days to come. 
And if God is tugging on your heart a little bit, and as you listen to Andrew, and as you think about generosity and who you are and what God has done for you, if, if there's a prompting in your heart or a whispering there to participate in what's happening in Haiti, don't ignore that, okay? Pay attention to that because maybe God is really pushing you and encouraging you to say, maybe I need to give up a few days of my life in 2019 and go and be part of building a real home, a real church in a country that so desperately needs that. So don't ignore those promptings. In just a moment, we're going to watch a video of our special offering that's running right now. We've set a goal of raising $15,000 that we're going to share with two different targets. One of the targets is our benevolence fund right here at Valley Point Church that helps people in our church and in our communities. The other target is Haiti, 2019. And we're going to be able to help build that church as well as send a team. And so we're going to show that video in just a moment. Before we do, I'd like to ask Andrew just to pray out our time together and to pray in Spanish. Sure. Will you do that? Because God hears us in multiple languages. He's that good. And so we're going to have you pray in Spanish and just ask God to bless Valley Point Church, to help us be a group of generous individuals who choose to refresh others, and that God would do a great work in Haiti as we approach that in 2019. So let's pray together. Thanks, Pastor. Padre Celestial, ante tu presencia venimos hoy, Señor para agradecerte para esta para, por esta maravillosa iglesia, Señor. Bendice, Señor, la misión que ellos van a emprender a Haití, Señor, este año que viene. Llena este lugar de gente que necesita de ti, Señor. Ayúdanos a, a también refrescar a otros en, este, en los lugares más oscuros de este planeta, Señor. Gracias por lo que tú estás haciendo aquí en este lugar. Bendice a cada familia, Señor. Ayúdanos a esparcir la luz de tu gloria a las naciones. Señor, gracias. And all of us said, Amen. Amen. Will you help me thank Andrew? Okay, let's watch this video together. Summer days are quickly approaching. Schedules adjust. We tend to have a few additional moments where the pace slows so that we can enjoy life as well as family and friends. Here at Valley Point Church, we're excited about the days in front of us. I want to thank you for being part of Valley Point. I love our church. We're having fun as we follow God's direction. I want to present a special offering challenge that begins today, May 27th, and ends on Sunday, June 10th. This three-week special offering will coincide with our Theology of Generosity series. I want to do more than just talk about generosity. I want to provide a way for us to be generous. So what's the special offering? Well, there's two parts, two targets. The first target is the Benevolence Ministry of Valley Point. We budget every year and prepare to help people walking through challenging times and need the church. We want to be ready to provide support, whether it's counseling services, help with a bill during financial stress, or food assistance. 
as a church, we've grown 30% since moving into our new home. That's fantastic because it has brought new opportunities to help people God has brought to us. We want to be able to quickly respond to needs with generosity. Part of the special offering will go towards helping Valley Point be benevolent and respond to needs in our communities and in our church. The second target for the special offering is for Haiti 2019. Next year, Valley Point will have the opportunity to send a team to Haiti. Why Haiti? Well, even before the earthquake hit, 1.9 million people were in need of food assistance. Around 60% of the population lives on less than a dollar a day. Haiti is one of the poorest countries in the world with a poverty rate of 77%. There is a large population of orphaned children in Haiti, many of whom are living on the streets. There were an estimated 380,000 orphans prior to the earthquake and untold thousands added to that number after it. There are also about 250,000 working as servants and often treated as slaves. Haiti needs the hope of Jesus. Here's the good news. There is hope because the church exists. About one hour outside of Port-au-Prince is a city called Laogon. Laogon is known as the voodoo capital of Haiti with over 30 voodoo temples. But there is a church. Our team will go in 2019 and partner with MANA Worldwide to help build that church a home. Part of our special offering will also help pay for a portion of that church. How humbling to think that we got to be part of constructing a church home in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. And now we can be part of constructing a church home through our generosity in one of the poorest countries in the world. Here's the goal. Over the next three weeks for this special offering, I want to see Valley Point raise $15,000 for benevolence and for Haiti 2019. I want you to know this. Even if we exceed our goal, we use it for these two targets. You can give online or you can give at Valley Point Church. You will need to designate your giving as special offering online, and there's a place for you to do that, or in the memo section of your check. I want to remind you that this should be above and beyond your regular giving to Valley Point. Think, pray, and choose to give out of what God's already given to you to share with his work through Valley Point Church. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.